Taco Brothers Podcast. Where two brothers from another mother come together to talk about what's going on in urban pop culture, sports, music, health, and real issues that face our community. These people here, what they do, they for real. All straight with no chaser and a splash of comedy. <laughs> Very funny. This is Talk, Talk, Talk of Brothers Podcast. Let's get this thing going. And now your hosts, Gody and Smash. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Godet. And this your boy, Smash, coming at you. I want to welcome you guys to another episode of Talker Brothers Podcast. Smash, how you living, brother? How you feeling? Man, living good. Finally back at home for a minute anyway. For a minute. Uh, you know, I sent you my evidence of, of that uh, football field in my front lawn. I still haven't got yours yet, brother. So what, what you waiting on? You re-signed? Oh. What you doing? No, nah, it's out. It's out there, you know, blowing like a, a green ocean. Yeah, you, you know, it's out there. That wave just that green uh, green grass just waving at me every time man, I pull you, up at the house. Talking. For the listeners, he still haven't showed evidence yet, so he got that crabgrass out there that he calling the front lawn. But <laughs> but that's here and all there, man. I got let me tell you something. For all the listeners, if you, you always if you're just tuning in, we always play music in the background, and I finally got the time to introduce the listeners to the brother that always put, that produces the music that he provides for us for our background music. I want to introduce, give a round of applause for one of the dopest producers out there. He's a rising star, Audio Binger. What's up, dog? What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Don't feel modest, brother. I, I see you don't like nobody to toot your horn a little bit, but you- Yeah, man, I'm not, I'm not used to that, man. <laughs> you know, I don't, to this day, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled, man. I'm yeah. just glad to be you guys. They actually extended the hand to have me on your show. And I'm just, man, I'm happy to be here, brothers. No doubt, no doubt. I, and, and all the listeners know that I'm, I'm heavy in my music. And as uh, soon as I heard, and I'm always, you know, searching and searching for, for good content. So when I first heard your music, I immediately had, you know what, I gotta have this brother music, you know, expressed in our show you know because it, it definitely is a dope a dope sound so what what are what are your influences man where do you where do you, um well first of all where do you where are you from man tell us where you're from from east Orange, new jersey ill town uh living in canada right now but um yeah man i started out in jersey my influences was naughty by nature uh bone thugs and harmony like tupac but the thing is man while everybody else listens to lyrics I always listen to to the production. Okay. So I, I I rarely listen to the lyrics to probably months later. I just dissected how other producers produced and the sounds they used, and that's what got me into it, man. Yeah. Like so for most of you know, most of our influences, part of our influences come uh, like our taste, or usually come yeah. from our from from what we heard as a kid from our fathers, yeah. mothers, or cousins, or whoever it may be. Who were some of those people that actually got you to aspire to be a producer? Yo, my um, actually my mother and my father. They, I used to always listen to the to the Temptations, the Stylistics, the Isley Brothers. The Isley Brothers were big, right? Uh, just all the old school, the old school uh, music because it had a lot of instrumentation and like live instruments and just that soul. I always loved feeling so. That was a heavy influence in the, in the household, man. Okay, that's what's you up. Know? That's what's up. So, what what are some of the things that? Uh, what are some of your credits? What's some of the things so the listeners can can go dig and, and find some of your work? 
Uh, you can, if you listen just to TV, you probably hear some of my stuff on there. I did music for WrestleMania, WWE, the Olympics, uh, everybody with the reality TV, the love and hip hop, tons of love and hip hop stuff. Uh, if you listen to your, your little bit of a documentaries, I was doing the Discovery Channel on the detective stories, like all those types. So you probably heard something from me. Yeah. So you got so, a, a, a good, good resume going. A little resume. A little, so it's not bad. So what is what do you think is like you like you said? I, and I know you more of a behind the scenes dude. You know you, you're reserved about that. You just want to produce and, and keep it moving yeah. and hope to ch- and make sure the check clear, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think is the reason why? say a well-known producer is where they are versus a producer that hasn't really broke that that ceiling yet to me it's like just from learning it's all about who you know it's the connections right you know it could be someone to be talented as anything but if they don't have the right connections and someone less talented maybe not as trained trained as them just by the people they know they could probably get further you just gotta put yourself out there. It's all about being at the right spot, right time, right people. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But so that doesn't so that doesn't um, discourage you from wanting to continue doing what you're doing, right? Nah, never. Because you gotta be like, what are you doing it for in the first place? Like me, it was never really to get on. It's just I love doing music. Right. You know. I mean, it was more a love. Of doing it because if I was doing it I, I was doing it free when I first started out so it was just icing on the cake that someone actually was willing to pay to use my music so it wasn't like that wasn't that wasn't man I wasn't even in the music right like, like that the reason I got on was totally spite <laughs> it was like people will tell you like oh yeah it was a, nah man it was spite for me it was like my brother was a singer he used to do R&B he used to go to all the recording studios and all like that, and we needed beats. So we went out to this one studio out in uh, Jersey. So, you know, we, it was normal for us. We used to pay with the beats, but we just couldn't find them. We used to go out to New York. So uh, the manager that he was dealing with was like, yo, I got the studio out in, uh, in Jersey. Let's go there. So we go there, listen to the music. It was all right. So we was like, how much? So they was like 75. We was like, cool. Me and my brother go in our pockets, get 75 out. They looked at us like we were crazy. They were like, nah, 7,500. Like, I can do this. Like, <laughs> right. like <laughs> I'm not that changes paying. everything. I'm like, I'll teach myself how to get out of here with that, man. Like, I'm not paying 7,500 for a beat. It wasn't nothing special. It was, it was nice. Like, I'm not going to take nothing away from them. It was good, but it was like that was the moment when I was like, I can do this. Right. Like, it was just solely just to help my brother out. What, what was your first piece of equipment? Uh, Casio keyboard out of Radio Shack. I knew he was going to uh, say that. Because <laughs> that was my first one too, bro. <laughs> I used to go to Radio Shack, man, play with the, like, you know, it's probably gone now, but yo, they used to have the little keyboards up there. I used to, I caught one. I think I would only record like four tracks. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, you know what I mean. That was that my was... that was my first tool, uh, <laughs> a Casio keyboard and a full track, <laughs> and, that yeah. was, and that's how I started. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly that's how funny. I started. 
Shouts out to the ex Radio Shack. Rest in peace, Radio Shack. <laughs> you don't even know about that, man. Nah, man. It, it, it launched a lot of careers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yo. So you 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 like doing music uh for films and stuff, right? What it, scoring music, right? Yeah, I like doing that, man, because um it's more free. Like when you deal with some artists like in the game now it's a lot of ego and some artists you know what i mean it's really a lot of ego and i think the people that they surround themselves with boosts them up to a point where they think that they could just treat anybody anyway or i'm a star when you're really not like i don't go out saying hey i want this way like a lot of people don't even know my resume right. i never mm-hmm. put it out there like that and be like yo I expect this, I expect that. No, I do it. I'm just, it's just be humble. You know what I mean? It, yes. As quick as you can do it, it can be taken away from you. You know what I mean? So I kind of like got away from dealing with artists because there was a lot of ego in it, man. And it was just, it was just too much sometimes. Like, you know what? You got, you're trying to be professional, but then you want to get, <laughs> you just feel like, man, you know what I'm saying? Get out of here, fool. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So yeah, man, I love doing uh, the scoring for film, man. No, that's that's what's up. Because a lot of people, I don't think they look at that part when they do music. They they hear about producing and they just think like producing on rap beats or whatever. Yeah. They don't think about the movie part. Exactly, it's a lot. And you know who was big on that? Who got me really into it was RZA from Wu Tang. Oh really? He used to produce for Wu Tang, but then he started doing music for film. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, oh, like that's when you can really, there's so many different avenues that you could take your music, but a lot of cats don't even want to think about that. Right. That's true. So, yeah, man. Dang, that's true. I forgot about RZA doing that. Because he did the Kill Bill soundtrack, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he was doing a lot of stuff that nobody knew about. And that's one thing you could fly under the radar. And then when people start like, well, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I did this, I did that. I'm like, damn, I didn't even realize you did. You know what I mean? It's kind of behind the scenes, man. So didn't he do? Didn't RZA also do the like the Iron Fist or something yeah. like that? That movie, yeah. yeah. Did a lot, yo. And a lot of people don't even know how much he composed for film, yo. So yeah. So it's, it's the, a lot. Of- is the process different when you when you and them are you have a different mindset when you scoring film versus uh, making? music for for say like a, a rap or an rb artist um it's a little bit of, it is different but there is some similarity because for the film for the scene you just basically you want to pull you got to pull in that scene when you do it for film you got to grab or it's like when you're producing for r&b you kind of you don't want to overtake what the artist is doing because they're really most concentrate on the lyrics right so you kind of want to just compliment them but not overtake it but then with the film you kind of want to grab the people you right. know right. you got you got to pull them in yeah because i mean you know when you when you produce the music you want to make sure that there's space for, exactly. the, for the artists so that they exactly. can they can shine versus uh, versus film you want because you I mean you sometimes music makes the film you know, something. Exactly. it may be a bad scene, but that music but just keeps you rocking. keeps you there into yeah. the into the scene. Yeah. yeah. So that makes it all, makes a lot of sense. And it all starts out even back in the olden time when there used to be silent film. Even it was called silent film, but the music 
made the yeah. whole like it carried the you really yeah. damn that's true yeah so that, that hmm. makes, makes a lot of sense makes a lot of sense so you're in Canada man what's the food like up there bro I mean what are you food is alright man it's nothing like it's nothing like the states man no fried Especially- chicken Fried chicken's not like the fried chicken down there, bro. <laughs> I mean, what, can't even compare it, man. What what makes it different? I mean, because they're they're close to like the states, because they're close to like Detroit and and yeah. stuff like that, right? They're close, but yo, they have a thing for you can't cross the border with certain things, man. Like we don't even have the same cereal you guys have. I have to go, <laughs> I have to cross the border to get fruity pebbles, man. Really? Straight up, it's a different. It's something with their health system, the way they got it with the food um, that they import. Uh-huh. They can't have like we don't have a lot of things. We don't even have like just the the food that certain types of food that you guys have at McDonald's. We won't have it here. Right, right. You know what I mean, it'll be a different menu. So I'm, I miss that's one thing I miss about the states, man. It's just the food. So are you saying they're they're healthier than the U.S.? They're health. They're conservative. Yeah, very conservative. Okay. All right. Like, no, you know, we put food in food in the right. states. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they eat, they eat, they eat to live. We live in the eat. <laughs> we'll stuff food inside of food and make, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Like and, that. and that's like yeah. another. Go ahead. Another, another, we don't have like food trucks. Like, you know, like you can go down there and say you got food trucks. You can go, nah, man, yeah. nothing. Yeah. We just start. In Toronto, they just start coming out with that. For food trucks? Dang. Oh. So can't get that good street taco, huh? Nah, man. Dang. <laughs> I know, do, I know. Do they like uh, Drake up there? Because I know sometimes, like, celebrities, like, in their hometown or where they from, they not really like. But I was just wondering, do they like Drake up there? Yeah, they're, yeah they're, it's, it's so-and-so, man. Drake is, like, their spot. Like, that's their guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's like he's like Tupac up yeah. there. You know what I mean? Like, oh that's, wow, okay. That's the Michael wow. Jordan, right? Exactly. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. He's every time he comes back home, it's like a they love him when he comes back. So yeah. Oh, okay, that's cool then. Yeah. yeah. So you so you, so so you gotta eat your fruity pebbles. You gotta go come to the states, eat your fruity pebbles, I then gotta, go home. Order and stock up, man. Oh, you got to stock. Oh, you can't bring it back, though. I could bring it back. Oh, okay. I don't claim it. I don't say, hey, I got Fruity Pebbles. In I got bag. a whole just... gang of Fruity Pebbles <laughs> back here, bro. <laughs> I, I went grocery shopping. I'm good. You know, that's it. I don't, I don't get too detailed, man. All right. So, so what would be, so for the delicacy there, what, 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 what have you really taken to there? Like, what is the, the go-to meal for you there? Like, you know, I gotta have this. If I'm, when I'm over here, if I'm in Canada, I gotta have this that we don't have in the States. Um, I would have to say uh, Filipino food, yo, because my wife's Filipina. Okay. Uh, she got, she put me on all types of this uh, Asian food, like this noodles and it got shrimp and it got, yo, this first time I seen, I went to a, a little uh, festival and they had a whole pig. Right, a right. whole, okay, a yeah. whole pig like roasted, and I'm like, "Yo, what's that?" It's, <laughs> it's, that's one thing when I gotta be like, "Yo, I got, I need some of that." You know what I mean? Yeah. See, see, yeah. Smash. He, and I think Smash. This is his first pod. So when him and the missus sit down and listen to it, 
He's trying to get some brownie points. That's what I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so so your wife cooked that uh, poncet and adobo. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Oh, That's it. That's it, brother. Yeah, I'm all over that, boy. Yeah, I'm all over that. So man. So what's some other things besides producing? I know you say you got family. You got you had you yeah. married. How many kids you have? Got four kids, brother. Four. All boys, Four, girls? Uh, three girls and one boy. Three girls and one boy. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So how's family life for you? Is it, is it what you expected? It's great, man. Like, it's, it keeps you busy. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It keeps you busy. I got, because the ages are 21, 19, 15, and three. So it's a big gap with that three-year-old. That's the one that's like, that's it. <laughs> that's the one that made you say you know what we done we, we for sure yeah. done <laughs> that is that's it was always done with that man yeah so so the weather we was talking off wax let the listeners yeah. know how now what's the what's the seasons there this is gonna make you last smash what's the seasons there the seasons is winter and august because the only time <laughs> <laughs> Only time it gets hot is in August. Other than that, color, it's back to dawn. That's it, man. <laughs> you know? Hey, I know exactly what you mean, man. I lived in North Dakota. You got like four, maybe six weeks of nice summertime, maybe. Oh, man. That is hilarious. Winter That's- and August. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Um, <laughs> So we gonna so we gonna we gonna put this to the side, man. We heard enough about. I know you don't like to, you know, get all the kudos and all that kind of stuff. You just like to be the man about the mission. So, and I appreciate that. When I first met the brother, um, we had a general conversation. We had just a, a conversation. It wasn't about, you know, he went had no airs about him. He was a real dude, you know. So I, I really appreciate that, man. I, and I think. Um, like minds think alike, you know what I'm saying? You can, yeah, you can, you can, tell, you can tell a real from the fake. So I, I really appreciate you because you didn't have to do this. Take time out of your, your schedule to do that, man. So what's what's on the plate for you right now, man? What are you working on right now that, that the listeners can look out for in the near future? Uh, Right now, man, I'm working with a couple of different artists. Uh, I just linked up with a cat from, uh, from Brooklyn. Uh-huh. My man introduced me to him. I just heard, like, I think he's going to be be something man he got a new album called uh ravenous and all like that but i'm just trying to keep producing for tv and keep doing like just linking up with the artists that i think they they got potential okay right. so you you always searching so it's so you always. always searching always trying to find a find a next next avenue huh? yes sir so you so you do you so you produce that's all you do you don't work you don't do any other work you just are straight producer just produce, bro. That's a blessing, man. A lot of people can't say that's what they do for a living. So it's yeah, man. so it's not even work for you. Yeah, man. So it's, it's, they, they say find something you love doing. You never work a day in your life. Yeah, that's what's up. That's definitely what you're doing. Definitely yeah, what man. You're doing. So we gonna we gonna shift gears here a little bit, man. And um, I sent you guys the link to the little clip from Steve Harvey. And uh, Steve Harvey, for the listeners, Steve Harvey has a, a, a segment in his show where he gives the listeners a chance to talk, right? So we're gonna get yes. on we're gonna get on our barbershop thing here, Banger. So just bear with us here. <laughs> 
So in that in that clip in that segment, he had a brother on there, 50, 50 year old brother, and the brother was asking a question. Usually the the it's mostly it's women that usually ask these questions. So a man asked a question about um, getting some advice on he's 50 years old he wanted some advice on relationship what can he do to find that that perfect mate and i sent it to smash and i and i and i you know and audio binger heard it and my debate was the question i have for you guys do you think he was making a mockery of the dude or do you think he was just the comedic side of him was was just coming out and on my side, I was like, he's making a mockery of the dude. Give me your stance of it, Smash, before I go in. <laughs> you know my stance of it. You just being, you being a hater now, I'm just messing with you. But, um, <laughs> no, I, I looked at it like, man, like he, he just being a comedian. I mean, that's, that's what you do. I mean, like, I think as a comedian, it's just natural for you to, um, you know what I'm saying, like, join on somebody or just get on somebody real quick. And I mean, even the uh, the camera woman or whatever in the audience helped him out by saying, you know, he needs to iron his shirt or whatever. So I look at it like it was just comedian open jokes. It, it wasn't like he was dogging my brother. You know what I'm saying? In my opinion, he was dogging him. I mean, he he dogged him. He dogged him on the first episode when he originally was on there, and he had to come back and get him again. The brother had the dashiki on with the hat, and he went on the brother again. <laughs> Hold on, hold on now. I don't know. I don't know if it was just me, but when I saw the dashiki in the hat, I was ready to clown my brother too. Oh, see, see, yeah, yeah. I was. I mean, that's because you just, just joking. That's because you just, just sensitive. <laughs> to be honest with you, I think he's catering toward his audience. That's the women. Yeah. He don't. I don't think he he would do that to a a female. Like I don't watch his show. I don't think he he would do that to a female. I think he was clowning them. Yeah. I think he was mocking him, yo. And that's what I said, to be too. Cause, cause to be I, honest. Because that was my he's point. A comedian, he will, there's no whole bars for anyone. But I think he's catering to his audience, which are females. So he's, he just went after him, yo. Yeah. And, know, and that's it, what I said. And it got good laughs. It did get good laughs. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And he kept going with it. And the thing about it is, it had sparked so much uh interest and so much you know so much media hype within social media that he brought the brother back on a second time and he went on them again about his his you know his clothing he read some eat some some tweets and different uh, comments about the brother and uh it, it just seems like he was pandering to, like you said being a pandering to his audience which is cool but my thing was, it just seems like he was belittling the dude, basically, yeah. not just, you know, it made. Now, nah, don't get me wrong, I can't only can't, can't speak for Steve, but maybe he was doing it as just a comedic front. But it just seems like, you know, it just went to the point where it was like, you know what, I got it. Let me keep doing it because it is it's, yeah. it's going to drive ratings, you know. And, and at the end of the day, the brother, I just seen the brother was just like he made the best of it. But that was me sitting out and been like. You know, you might want to stop this camera. Hold up, Steve. It's enough with them <laughs> jokes, bro. All right? Exactly. Like, yo, it, it gets to a point where it's like, all right, time out. Yeah. You're pretty thick now. You're cutting deep. Yeah. You know? Nah, so, I, I mean, I, I get what y'all saying, and I, I can understand. I can see it from the standpoint of pandering to the audience, but I still, I still say, like, so it, in that case, if it was me, of course, you don't want to, like, 
rip on a female like that especially in this uh me too environment anyway because you know you don't know how sensitive a female could be but a male yeah, like huh? too, man. well well you would think like he, he him being on that show he won't be as sensitive and then with all the feedback and the backlash he got from the tweets and uh reposts on social media he, he, he even said his mom was like what is you doing you know what i mean so he he got all that feedback and steve was bringing him on to set him up with a nice lady anyway so it was just you know what i'm saying it was just showing that the dude like showing that you could be have some humility about you but still be a good guy you but know I, I mean? but i think the dude was really like when you heard the intro of him right when he first asked the questions i think the dude was just being just trying to be funny right he was just trying to get his point across as being funny and he made it seem like when he when he shot the comment to the to about the brother he was like man i want a woman like i don't think he he was able to articulate his really his thought process of what he really wanted in a woman right so he was like man I, I want someone a woman i don't want a broke woman i don't think he was saying he want a woman to take care of him or he wanted a woman you know that that did everything he he was saying i want a woman that that's want to be successful but also can be when she comes home she's a woman she's a she's a nurturer she'll care you know she'll caregiver whatever the case may be and he was like well go make more money it's like dude come yeah. on steve man you gotta have a heart somewhere bro like I said, man, I think he just catering to the like that. The women is ninety nine percent of his audience. Yeah, I mean, so he's gonna he's always gonna take the side of the female, and like he did there, like I like I just felt like he could have been like, all right, time out, yeah, now it's over now. It's, yeah, it's not funny no more. Like now you're really just just ripping on them, yo. Because when, when I first when I first heard the clip, I'm like, yeah, that's funny, that's yeah. funny. And I'm like, well, damn, you got another joke, Steve? And another <laughs> joke? And to the day, like I told Smash, I was like, bro, he still never answered the question, answered the, give the brother any good advice on how to how to get a good mate, you know? So he... Yeah. But that's the thing, he bringing him on for a third time on the show so he can set him, because he's going to set him up with a couple and, women so he can help him out. You you, hit, you you said part of the right statement. He caught, brought him back again to set him up. One more again. Yeah. <laughs> to what? He brought him back right. to, to set him up one more again. Just set him up one more <laughs> nah, time. Nah, nah. He, he going to bring him back to Yo. get him some women. Like, it's, it's jokes, man. Like, I, hey, I ain't going to lie. The dude look like, Say, I don't know. So tell me, so before we go, so let's let's take a poll right now between the three of us, right? And here's my theory what's going to happen. <laughs> here's my theory, right? He's They're going to get two ringers that's going to just, that can't stand him. Right, that they, yeah. they have nothing in common. They they just want to go in on him, cause they gonna pick the women to put him yeah. on, and they are gonna have one that like him, so they can get enough, you know what I'm saying, enough content, so that they can make a show out of it. And then again, they are gonna be all in on the brother again. That's just my he's, theory. That's what I think is gonna happen. He's gonna milk it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he probably will bring him on again. Just to rip them again. They're gonna throw scenes for the first one. Scenes for the second. If my man was smart, I would refuse to go on. I'm exactly. like, I'm not. <laughs> I was like, I'm not coming on. Hey yo. man, I done took that hat off and threw it in his face. <laughs> I'm out of here, Steve, bro. You had enough. I done had enough of you, bro. It's, 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 it's gonna be if easy this was for him. Barbershop, right. If Steve was doing that, it might have been like, yo, you gotta step outside, partner. Yeah. Like, it's, it's getting too like you're getting too serious now like yo <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't think it went that far man it was just it was just good ribbon but i think when he comes back on like steve is like a lot of the women thought he 
I, I mean, attractive. He wasn't a bad looking guy. I mean, for 50, he looked like he was in his 30s, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think that based off what he said, you know, it kind of shocked women. But I think when he comes back on, like, I think all three of them will be into him. It'll just be something um, that, you know, it'll be on him. But I don't, I mean, I, I think, I don't think that that would have led to ribbon where, you know, like in a barbershop where it would have gotten a fight or whatever. But you know because, what? Because before it got in the fight in the barbershop, you you know you know what is gonna happen. That, that dude gonna be like, "Hey man, you got one more time to say one more slick thing, and all the jokes gonna end." You know right. what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's amongst us in the barbershop. It's only like six or seven. This is national TV. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's no, it see, wasn't that hard though. That's the level I'm on, bro. <laughs> Don't you remember me on national TV, man? Yeah. Like yo, I gotta defend myself, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was. when it's just amongst your, your peers, it's like, and it still gets kind of like, all right, man, that's enough. Yo, this is national TV. You ripping me, man? Yeah, he <laughs> he went in on. I, and I and I'm gonna say, like I said, I would have to. I know Steve Harvey listens to Talking Brothers podcast, so you welcome to come on the show anytime you're ready, Steve, and defend <laughs> yourself. But <laughs> but at the end of the day, I just think that. One would stick out to me, he still never gave the brother any, any advice. And I think he came from a genuine place. Like the brother said, he did he just, he did just move there, right? And he wanted to get to Steve Harvey's show. And the brother just said, I just threw a shirt on and came on out there. And I was in between, you know, going from an interview and I wanted to make the show. And he just, he just ran with it. And it was such, it got such fanfare from, and like you said, his audience, which is predominantly women, right mm -hmm. that it was it was just it made sense to bring him back on and i was like okay so he's coming back on maybe at this time he's gonna be he's gonna ask the questions about the responses but i didn't think he would go in on the brother again and he went right back at him again i was like man this this is a setup brother this is a setup Run. even when even when some females are on there and they could be like some of the questions they ask is just like that's terrible and he still wouldn't rib them like that yeah he he gives them advice he tells them like he's and it's like yo he got to do the same thing for everybody yeah i'm all about balance <laughs> they want they always do and they want equity so here's his equity give the jokes you know give the jokes evenly across the board you know so man see i i watch the show here and there so i, I think it is equity he, he's ripped on some some females that have had some uh, crazy things to say and stuff like that, but I don't know, man. Y'all, y'all being kind of hard. I think, I think, old boy. You know, I don't think he took it seriously. I think, if anything, he playing up on it because I guarantee you, as many that uh, dislike what he said, there were half a half of them like liked them. You know, what I'm saying, wanted to get with him with him looking like an African uh, Lakers player in that dashiki that he had on. <laughs> So I'm ripping them too. Go yeah. ahead, Steve. I know you are. I know you are because you're an insensitive dude. And, and trust me, if, if you was that dude with that dashiki on, know, knowing that I know you, you would have been the first. Wait a minute, bro. Because I've seen you. I just seen you square up on people for a whole lot less jokes. So I know what your stance would have been. You'd have been like, Steve, you got one more joke, bro. And it's going to be me and you. You're going to have your rates going to go real high after this one, bro. <laughs> So, hey, I'm just saying, man. Try, the brother, you, you know, he looked like he was. Nah, <laughs> you try to act like Ralph Trasman right now, like you got some sensitivity <laughs> in you, and that's nothing. I mean, you, bro. I'm just saying, like, I, 
It's jokes, man. He's a comedian. I think <laughs> any other comedian would have did the same thing. D- now, tell me if he wasn't on oh, D.L. Hughley show, he wouldn't have got clowned. But D.L. Hughley, D.L. Hughley, now, I mean to cut you off audio, D.L. Hughley, yes. he clowns everybody. Women, men, <laughs> children, dogs, cats. He don't have, he has no filter. So when he speaks, it's always going, he's going to give you the real regardless. It's, but Steve, I, and I kind of put it to where we didn't heard him and, it, and you might be right, you might be right, Smash, with my bias. I may be a little biased here, but it just seems like that statement just rings in my head when I hear him says, this the money game. I keep hearing that coming from him. It's the money game. And it's always, and to me, when I see things that he does, it's not about helping the brother. It's about helping his cause. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, like if I'm going to a comedy show, I expect it. Yeah. But if I'm coming to a show like, you know, I want some advice from Steve. I ain't expecting to get ripped on. Like, yo, I came here, <laughs> I came here to get some advice. Like, now if I was going to a comedy show, yeah, but nah, man, like, it's I'm real. biased. I don't, I'm not really a Steve fan anyway. So, well, you know, I like at the end of the day, bro. I, I, I like to see us in a positive light, and Steve does yeah. have a positive light. But you know. We're gonna call a spade a spade. Sometimes you cross the line, and to me, he crossed the line on this one. Hey, this 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 what I'm gonna do since we taking polls. I'm gonna put a poll out there on the page and let it all the listeners decide because I think most of them will uh, side with me. You think you so? Know what I'm saying? No, now we yep. have, now we do we email. And then, and then after that, exactly after that, after that, I want a I want a little victory beat from you. It's going to be even. Right. It's going to be for us, and 50% will be. Right. So, but we, you know, yeah. we, we do have a lot of female listeners. So we, even we're guilty of it. We definitely want to cater to our female listeners. That's what we do. But, you know, if, if, if something's, something's wrong, it's wrong. Something's right, it's right. And I just think, you know, I may just be being sensitive here, but I just think he went on our brother too, too much. That's just what I think. Yeah, I, I, and, and like if it, like I said, if it was a, a comedy show, I'm all for it. Yeah. But if I'm coming on, you know, I'm coming on, and you know, ask Steve. I'm asking Steve for, you know, come on. Yeah, because I think I think he generally, I think he legitimately wanted advice. I really do. I think he wanted advice. No, I think I think he did want advice too, and I think he got more than what he wanted because he's gonna come back on and and find he gonna find a, a little lady that he like. Man. I mean, the brother the brother had uh he got a he got things going for him. He got a job. He take care of himself. You know what I'm saying? So, you yeah. know, it's just if he hadn't said if he hadn't worded how whatever he said the wrong way, it just came out the wrong way. Yeah. If he hadn't worded that way, like all the women would have been all over him. You think so? Yeah, cause I mean, like, like you do say he was fifty, but he didn't look when he said fifty. That shocked the whole audience. They were like, "What?" You know what I mean? So they would all been on him, and there's still some in that audience still like, "I can fix him, girl." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll 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 pick this back up. We'll check into this um, next week, and we'll see. We'll check in back in after the episode airs when they have the 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 love connection episode and see and I, I just believe that he gonna have two ringers and one that really liked him I, I, I just, <laughs> that's what I think is gonna happen so they can rip on him some more but I mean hats off to the brother man he was a good sport he was a real good sport yeah. he, he, definitely. He, he definitely could control his anger because I know if that was smash it would have been like it would have been over yeah <laughs> 
cut the commercial. Cut the commercial. We'll be back after these messages, folks. <laughs> only only one I might would have guessed sentence about was the wrinkle shirt. <laughs> Calling me out on TV about that. But other than that, you know, this is what it is. I, if, if you know if you were a dashiki somewhere, like somebody gonna get on. Say, man, that brother had black pride, man. He, you know, his, his dashiki was nice and pressed and clean, bro. I mean, if, if Wakanda 2 just came out, I mean, uh, Black Panther 2 just came out, then, you know, yeah. maybe I can understand. You gonna give but this joke, this joke was wearing a dashiki with some yellow jeans and some white shoes. He looked like he was going to play for the Lakers, man. <laughs> you know, the little the little overshirt that they be having on for the Lakers? Yeah, this warm-up on, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I ain't messing with your sensitive sensitive <laughs> I ain't messing with you, bro. So look here, audio. So we play, we play this game, dog. We it's called Black Car Revolt, right? So we're gonna give you about ten or twelve questions, and right. if you answer, if you get majority wrong, you gotta you gotta mail us your black card, man. You no longer <laughs> you no longer invited to the cookout. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> so we take this. This is the international version here, Smash. We going. We going <laughs> to Canada. So we got some questions, and we got a one mainstay question. We won't tell you what it is, but this uh, one here is. It seems like it gets a lot of regional. It's like a real regional answer. So it's yes. gonna be. I'd be interested to see what, what how you answer this one. But take it away, Smash. Give us the first question, bro. All right, all right. I'm going to try to start this one out easy, I guess. Who would be your 90s female crush? A, Tatiana Ali. B, Keisha Knight Pulliam. C, Holly Berry. Or D, Stacey Dash. In the 90s, don't don't go by what they're doing now. Oh, no, I know. I have to say Tatiana, yo. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I think I'm, I'm going to go with Halle Berry. Yeah, everybody go with Halle Berry, you know? I'm surprised you have Tisha Campbell, man. I mean, you can always add somebody. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can always add somebody. But I know I know nobody's going to take uh, Old Stacey Dash. I know nobody's going to take her. They only going to take her. They're not going to take her because of what she does now. But back in the 90s, they would have took uh, Stacy Dash, hands down. Like, because yeah. the way she is now, yeah. But uh, I mean, ha- hell, now some people might not take Halle Berry just because everybody I says she's crazy. I don't know. You see all the the men she went through. All the that yeah. is something there. I mean, yeah. I didn't say I want to marry you. You said which one I would take. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give her back. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just I'm just going like for me it would have been Halle Berry too. You know, so yeah. I've always liked her. So yeah. So, all right. Oh no, that that's the that's the bonus question. Can't do that one. All right. All right. If you never watched this TV show, you need your black card revoked. A, Good Times. B, The Jeffersons. C, A Different World. Or D, In Living Color. Good times. Good times. Good times. Yeah. If you haven't watched that show, man. Be out of here. He's that car, brother. He's that car, brother. That's the classic line. Florida Evans. Black culture died that night, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'ma go, I'ma say the same thing. Good times too, man. That that's something. If and this is another thing too, like 
because we we're older, right? So we yeah. got to see that was introduced to us. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's like just part of our culture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Our parents introduced us to it. We introduced exactly. it to our kids. So if you're a parent at this stage and you haven't introduced your kids to good times, your black card exactly. revoked. Exactly. <laughs> nah, I, I go with good times too. You know, that's that's one of my favorites. Yeah, man. All right. So that was a sweep. All right. It wasn't love, but he still felt some type of way. Who was it? Was it A, Bobby Brown, B, Michael Jackson, C, Gerald LeVert, or D, Ralph Tresman? We just talked about that. I'm going to go with Ralph Tresman. Okay. What you got, audio? Yeah, y'all got it. <laughs> yeah. Sensitivity. Sensitivity. <laughs> <laughs> That was a little alley hoop I, I gave y'all. That was that boy. That was that boy smash hit right there. <laughs> yeah, I know it was, you know. <laughs> All right, so this this gonna take y'all back to the '90s again. Who was the bougiest of them all? Reginine on Living Single, Whitley Gilbert on Different World, Tony on Girlfriends, or Hillary Banks on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, that's close. I know. I have to go with uh, Whitley though. I, yeah, I was gonna, I'm gonna go Whitley too, but Hillary was like real snobby. She was like a, she was like an airhead too. Yeah. <laughs> bougie. Like, yeah, she, she was like it. a southern bougie, like all yeah. the way live. <laughs> she was bougie and knew that she was bougie. Like Whitley would just didn't know any better. Yeah. I mean, uh, she just didn't know any better. Yeah. Whitley, she was, she was bougie, man. That's, that's you know? true. I think the Wayne, I think the Wayne had to check her too a couple episodes out. Oh yeah, you, you know what I mean. He calmed it down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so y'all, everybody going with Whitley? Oh, no doubt. Yeah, yeah Whitley. That is a close one though. That that yeah, could that be is, the big. That's, that's close. Yeah, because what's her name? What's the first? What's her name from uh, Living Single? Was it was uh, it Reginine or? Yeah, Regi Yeah, she was yeah. just she was just a gangster. You know, yeah. I, I, I just think she just didn't take no stuff off nobody. That wasn't her being a snob. She was just like, she just knew what she wanted. And I was like, yeah. a, I want to say typical black woman, but that's one of the, the traits of a black woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this this one might be a good one for you, uh, Audio. Let's see. Which male old school artist would you bring back? Luther Vandross, Marvin Gaye, Michael Jackson, or Prince? I said that because you're a music, you know, you're a music guy, so you, you know what I'm saying, you might uh, see that at a different so, level. I have to go with Marvin Gaye. Why? I'm curious. Marvin, he, just the way he wrote about, like, Prince, he was good, but he kind of went with the rock and roll, and it was kind of some, his music was a hit and miss. Marvin Gaye, like, that, mm. that touched you. You can remember a Marvin Gaye, or if you stressed out, put some Marvin Gaye. If you want to party with Marvin Gaye, but like even with Michael Jackson, it was a hit and miss. Some of his music was like, oh, but, but Marvin Gaye, man. Like, just to me, Marvin Gaye, I would bring Marvin Gaye back. We can make beautiful music, like, just. Dang, you know, okay. And, and yeah. I, and I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to add to that, too, as well. When you think about Prince, Prince 
got to see the beginning of his career and actually he was at the end of his career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Michael Jackson was at the beginning of his, we saw the beginning, we saw the end of his career. Yeah. Whereas Marvin, we didn't get to see him com to completion. See, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he was, he's the, the things that he sung about, let's get it on and uh, yeah. what's, you know, what's going on, those type of songs. It was spoke yeah. to us. It, it, it gave a picture, painted a picture of our culture that if you yeah. if you weren't in our culture, you actually got to see it from through his voice and through his eyes. So it is, it was a tragic loss. Just like all the greats die young, we just yeah. I, I'm with you on that. I want to see that come to completion. Exactly, so, it definitely was. With I just went with uh, Michael and Prince. That was kind of self inflicted. Like his Marvin Gaye's father. Yeah. Like, took him that was like tragic like it wasn't something like when you know you just you know that was his lifestyle and he just went too far mm. it was like his pops you know pop you know so it's yeah it's messed up man yeah you know interesting see i i would go with i would go with michael jackson and marvin gay because you know i like both but um i mean but i just michael i think he he gave so much to not only himself, but he gave so much to other singers. You know he what I'm did. saying? He he produced a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't even know that, you know, he helped them on this song or that song. So I, I you know what I'm saying? Just for me when it comes to Mike, I mean, I'm just gonna tell you my opinion and I know the world is gonna say shame on you for it. But it has nothing to do with his his off the you know behind yeah. off the mic antics. That's a whole different thing. But I'm I'm trying to stay in the music wise. After off the wall, bro, I, I just thought it's a whole different. I think pop. He just went pop at that point. You know what I'm saying? See, the, the music after off the wall. The music wasn't for us anymore. It was just for for everybody else to be included into the into it. And I think it after off the wall. It, it wasn't about us anymore. It was just about. At that time, it's time for me to go and get rich, and nothing wrong with that. But after off the wall, it was just like, yeah, that's a good tune, but it just really, it didn't resonate to me like it did with that album, you know? Yeah, and like, and that's how I I take it as too. It's just musically, not even the stuff that's he off, just off, not even musically, but it's just he kind of is pop and just and so with uh, Prince, he kind of went to the rock and roll, which but it's just like. Some music was like a hit and miss, but Marvin Gaye was always like, "Yo, this is I can I can I can mess with you." Yeah, you know, what I mean? you go in the studio and just we can just create. You know, what I mean, Mike so, might have an idea, but I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, go ahead, and finish that project for me real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see how that turned out because I'm not feeling that right now. <laughs> That's how I feel the same way, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw one at y'all and see how you feel about this one too. Uh, um, Cause I just watching the documentary on Netflix a couple weeks ago, uh, Sam Cooke. Cause See, he didn't get to come to a completion either. Nah, you know, and, and I, I think that's more. I think I think I would have to have my mom and my dad, my aunts and uncles, to really come on and and to really, cause you know we we all are old enough to know the backstories behind yeah. a lot of these dudes. But it, like Sam Cooke made a lot of good music, but I I don't really know the ins and outs of his backstory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I couldn't really, I personally couldn't really answer it to whether he would be impactful to me more than that. Cause my, yeah. my, my parents played a lot of it, but it was a lot of Marvin Gaye, Earth, Wind and Fire, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Commodores and those type of things that Al Green, those type of things got major runs in my house. And that was the thing that sparked me to ask questions. Well, who was that? You know, who was that? And then, and then you know, taking that mental note. And as as I got older, going research and, and listen to that stuff. 
but Sam Cooke, that I, I wouldn't be able to elaborate on that. Good yeah. question. All right, so got a couple more questions. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go from easy to hard. So with this one, which movie did someone say, "Oh, now you're gonna shoot me in my pinky toe"? That's easy. Is it, so oh, I have, do I have to give the, nah, the choice? Or... What you say? I'm gonna get you sucker. No. No. Nope. No. No. But, but but I I get why you said that. I get why you said that. No. Come that's, on, D. That's Harlem Nights all the yes. way through. Yes. Harlem Nights. Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh, 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 the, uh, let me hold that card. We gonna get that international <laughs> card, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I got you. No no. I got the, I got the toes mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was a toe in that one. So I, yeah. You know. He said I got my toes mixed up. <laughs> so this question right here may be a little different since you're up there in uh, Canada, but let's see. You get pulled over by the cops. Do you A, start reaching for your stuff, B, get out and have a conversation, C, drive off, or D, leave your hands on the wheel and pray? Leave my hands on the wheel and pray. D. D. No, I, I mean I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I agree with you on that one. I, I, I'm gonna say leave my hands on the world and pray, but yeah. that that's we're not even gonna get to that. I'm gonna say leave my hands on the world and pray. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole nother episode on that because I, you know, I feel some kind of way about that, and we shouldn't have to be like that. But it is what it is. So it's put your hands on the wheels and pray. But sometimes I, I, sometimes I don't want to put my hands on the wheel and pray. <laughs> Yeah. But if you want to live, yeah, oh yeah. no <laughs> doubt. Right. Leave your hands on that wheel and pray. <laughs> right. All right. So this one, honestly, I'm gonna tell you, I I wouldn't have remembered this answer and, and if I didn't have this card in front of me. So this may be a tough one. Which character did Tupac play on a different world? A. Bishop. B. Fish. C. Piccolo. Or D. Dub. Piccolo. You you got you I got something? I mean, listen. Piccolo. Audio is like like he's like a hundred percent like Piccolo, so I'm gonna go with Piccolo too. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how, you, but it is Piccolo. I don't know how you get you got that quick too. <laughs> he said I got my call back. <laughs> you got that one quick. He's like Piccolo. Yeah. Tupac fan about... for sure, right there, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, so this this will be a debate. I'm gonna say this other one for last. But uh, at their peak, which athlete had the most swag? Muhammad Ali, Allen Iverson, Deion Sanders, or Michael Jordan? At their peak, which athlete had the most swag? Muhammad Ali, AI, Deion Sanders, or Michael Jordan? I have to say Muhammad. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Yo, he told the government. F you like yo he was like I'm not going to war like he was yo in that fight he kept on saying what's my name what's my name kept on pounding like yo what's my name Muhammad yeah. Ali cause he used to keep on calling him Sonny Listen like yo I would have to say Muhammad Ali man okay you know what about had, you? I, I have I'm gonna say two of them um Evan Allison Evan Allen a little Allen Iverson, tongue twister <laughs> right there. So that ten times fast. Allen Iverson made him change the dress code, but yeah, but the ultimate swag, the ultimate swag has to be Dion, 
Nobody rocked the Jerry Curl like Dion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we had, there's only you think there's only two there's only two great Jerry Curls out there, right? And that was one with Michael Jackson and one with Deion Sanders. Nobody rocked the Jerry Curl better. Well, maybe the maybe the dude what's the dude the priest name? Uh, the past. What's the movie? The pastor on Coming to America. Remember? Oh, so yeah. glow. Oh. So tough. Yeah, that's the three great. That's the three great Jerry curls. If you can rock a Jerry curl, bro, with swag, you definitely get the card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree with. I gotta go with Dion because that's that's my boy for one. But Dion had the swag. He told them, "Look, I want to get drafted by Atlanta Falcons because they, you know, they got a black mayor. Everything's black in the land. That's where I want to go." And I was like, "Dang." You know what I mean? And then, and then when he got to Atlanta, he was like, I changed my mind. Please trade me. I got to get up out of here. Whatever, whatever. You see, he ain't never played for the Saints because he was smart. Hey, man, he didn't want to get beat up. He didn't want to get beat up. He, he had to go to San Fran. He went to the winner team. The team that beat both of us up. <laughs> All right, so this one, you know, this one is just something that you have to think of because, you know, uh, you know, we all faithful. All black men, you know, we don't cheat. So black men don't cheat. Shout out to Charlemagne. Uh, <laughs> which song is the side piece anthem? Escape, My Little Secret, R. Kelly, Down Low, Shirley Murdoch, As We Lay, or Mary J. Blige, I Can Love You? Gotta go R. Kelly, Down Low. No. That no. was a, that was a joke. <laughs> no. Cause that song there, now hear me out now. That download, that, that download song took off. Not not even for the current climate of R. Kelly. That download song was really for you having that other woman. But that took a whole other leg. Shots out to Atlanta for Smash. <laughs> <laughs> the download brother means something totally different now, right? That, oh, I know that you had to down low, yeah. yeah with the so, whole, so that that whole, that whole song turned the whole other way. But we, yeah. we're talking about school, man. That was the joint. That's yeah, the whole, yeah. <laughs> but 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 then when you heard that when that time had changed, you like, wait a minute, man. I don't even want to like this song anymore. Y'all took y'all yeah, yeah, took yeah. the shine off this song, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but that, I, that, that that's almost like the whole. That's like the whole meaning of like the pantsagging. Yeah. Pantsagging starts in prison, and that means you know yeah. that's a whole episode. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So you start you open the can of worms. We're not going there right now. <laughs> so, so who you got? Go D. pulling the pants up. I would have to go. Um, hit me with him again. Step the download because I had it and then I lost my train of thought. Escape my little secret. Shirley Murdoch, as we lay, and Mary J. Blige, I can love you. It's it's as a uh, a teenager turning to a man, it was uh, it was Mary J. But growing up and listening to my parents, that Shirley Murdoch was definitely Murdoch. Oh yeah, Murdoch. That yeah. was like that was like an introduction to. Oh, so that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I gotta go with old Shirley Murdoch because Me too. It, was, 
it was two way cheating. Yeah, she said, bro. She said we both belong to someone else. Yeah, bro. So like, I mean, like, dang, I was like, that it's so in depth. But then I, I would have to go with a close second to uh, escape. You're my little secret, and that's how we gonna keep it. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> If that don't tell you you're a side piece, I don't know what we Right, so. right. Here, here's the rules and the regulations, and <laughs> right. Please don't violate. <laughs> All right, so we we coming to this. This is the bonus one. This is the one oh. audio banger that has that has taken two people's um black card. That's uh, a oh. our 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 brother, close brother and friend, BTG. <laughs> Shout out BTG, and then um. Rosa Nice, you know what I'm saying? This, this took her her card too. But as D said, it could be a regional thing, and that's what we're gonna see if you can decide for us. So, we, so we're gonna pull from your. So, so this is what this is a good thing about it is that the West Coast answered this this question the same. So, right. Smash and I are from the from the South, and we're on right. the same page. So you're the first East Coaster. Right. Okay. That's gonna get this question. So we trying to get this, you know, statistics. We trying to make sure this is not an okay. anomaly or is this? Uh, this is definitely the truth. Okay. What's a good reason for revoking someone's black card? A. They can't play spades. B. They can't two-step on beat. C. They didn't vote for Barack. Or D. They never seen the movie Roots. And the whole East Coast is on your shoulder, brother. Yeah. If you need me to repeat the question, let me know. No, no, no. <laughs> you got he deep. He deep in thought. <laughs> What's a good reason for revoking someone's black card? A, they can't play spades. B, they can't two-step on beat. C, they didn't vote for Barack. Or D, they never seen the movie Roots. See, coming from an East Coast cat, man. It would have to be spades. Ding, 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 oh, ding, 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 ding. You got your black you got card, your black bro. Card, bro. <laughs> so I think it's a West Coast thing, bro. <laughs> From the East Coast point, I seen guns pulled out. Yes. <laughs> you, you cut your partner. Like, yo, you got to know how to play spades, man. Yes, man. Yes. yes. Just it. from the East Coast thing. Like, yo, that. Like, Damn, that that's a. <laughs> you didn't know, bro. That's you a southern cut thing, your partner's bro. hand. It's, it's spades. Yeah, bro. <laughs> That's a southern thing as well, bro. But on the east coast, on the west coast, they're they. It seems like they're more I'm bones players. They they play more bones than spades. Because they don't know how to play spades. Yeah, they don't know how to play it. That's like, uh, come on, man. You, you used to go get your pops and moms a beer while the spade <laughs> game was going on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was a rite of passage. Spades, man. That's like a. It's exactly, that's like, yo, you, you learn to ride a bike, you need to learn how to play spade. Like, that was part of growing yeah. up. Like, yeah, that was part of it. says, yo, you want to get in on this spade game? You got to know what you're doing. Because then you you sitting there playing with your cousins and y'all having a good time, and this big ruckus explodes and everybody running, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? They were like, man, this fool and nothing cut over me. It was like, okay, yeah. man, it's time to... Or he reneged or want something like that, then you know. <laughs> right. So yeah. man, that is amazing, bro. So BTG Rosanese, you guys are on the clock. You better bring some space players to the table. <laughs> 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 
That's funny. Well, we getting along in the hour here, bro. And I, let me tell you something, audio, bro. I appreciate you coming on, bro. Man, I appreciate you. I Man. appreciate you guys having me. No, bro, no doubt, bro. But let, for the listeners, bro, where can they find you, man? Where can they can check you out? Man, they can check me out on Instagram. It's Audio Benja. Everything is Audio Benja. YouTube, Audio Benja. Just search in uh, Audio Benja. Go to my website, audiobenja.net. You guys can find me there. Bet, no doubt. Smash, my brother. Any closing word? Hey, man. Thanks for coming on the show, Audio Benja, and just um, blessing us, man. And thanks for all the tracks that you've done for us and you know and i'm i'm gonna thank you in advance for uh my victory beat that you're gonna do for me when i win this poll on you and d and also Yo, man, we, gotta, we gotta do this again man yeah oh, most definitely no doubt that was, <laughs> I, de- I definitely wanna uh like I told you before, we were off wax, man. I definitely want the world to hear you, bro, because you definitely, man, you definitely it, got man. something to say on that, on those beats, bro. You definitely do. Uh-huh. You, you definitely rank up there with some of the good ones that we all listen to right now, bro. So keep, you, keep doing you. what you're doing, bro. It's definitely, thank you. definitely good music. But, yes, sir. Uh, but smash, yes sir. You will not be victorious with that pole. So, so <laughs> let you know. <laughs> you got to put that poll out. I want to know. Yeah, oh yeah, it's going out. It's you know, going out. I want to the graphic too. You should have females and because I'm telling you, all the females is gonna go for you. <laughs> you know? No, it, it, no, they not. They not because I'm. You know, I'm good at politicking, so I'm gonna be in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being there. Definitely giving my point of view. <laughs> yes. Hey man, I'm glad I black card. You know. Oh, that's space. That space saved you, bro. <laughs> Yeah, it did. I, I, I was like, man, we about to get a call from Canada. I can't wait. <laughs> it was going to be two for one, Canada and East Coast. And East Coast, you know what I'm saying? We're going to get two for one. I had a lot of weight on my shoulders, man. Yeah, because you thought about it for a while. He was like, for the listeners, I wish you could have saw his face because he was like, I can't get this wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Uh, Looking like what's we call it, man? Sweat. The West Coast playing like the Lakers. Ha, ah, that shout out to you, BT. Right. See, we threw a Lakers shout out for you, BT. <laughs> so we're going to get up out of here, man. So with that being said, much love, and we out. Peace. Peace. We have returned to claim the pyramid. Partying on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Get down in 3D. Light year group. Well, all right. Yeah.